a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to KSL News Radio's Inside Sources, and I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you today, and uh, we're we're really focusing. Uh, during these uh, last two segments, uh, we're really focused on things that we can do. There's so many challenging things out there. There's so much uncertainty out there, but there's so much good stuff going on out there. want to make sure that we're uh, capturing all of that. If you missed our segment with Scott Miller that we just wrapped up from Franklin Covey, uh, great uh, to go pick up the podcast uh, on that. Give that a listen today. Some great tips uh, for working at home, working with your family and your kids all at the same time, and uh, how to really be centered in the right space. Uh, now we're going to take the next step. Uh, one of my favorite guests, Todd Sylvester, uh, Todd's an extraordinary soul uh, who is doing some incredible work, particularly in our uh, recovery community. Todd, thanks for joining us today. You bet. Thanks, boy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. All right. Well, uh, Todd, you've done, uh, as I mentioned, uh, just extraordinary work in the uh, recovery community, those who've been struggling with uh, addiction and uh, a lot of the challenges that go with that. And I wanted to get you on the line. I've really been looking forward to this conversation because yeah. when you look at the challenges we face now, isolation uh, and uncertainty, those are those are two big challenges for people in the recovery community. So as you work with, as you coach your clients, as you're working with individuals, uh, what are you doing to help those in the recovery community with that uncertainty and that isolation? Yeah, that uncertainty and isolation is a very common thing, even without everything that's going on in our world today. With with that, with addiction, that's basically what uh, they're struggling with, those two things. And we always say here, I always say to my clients, connection is the opposite of addiction. Mm. And so that connection piece is very critical, not only during this time, but, you know, for, for any of us. And, and so there's some things that, uh, you know, Currently here at Wasatch Recovery, we have done some amazing things to help these people feel connected to not only them, the people they're here with, but also people like including their family members who they can't go and see while they're during their uh, stay at treatment. And so, you know, we talk about doing simple little things like letters of appreciation. I mean, when was the last time someone actually wrote a letter, mm. right? Writing letters, uh, even calling someone up and saying, hey, you know what, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. And so that's one of the things I've done with my clients is helping them, you know, reach out to people that they appreciate and expressing that. Uh, I, I love that. And I'm going to repeat that. Connection is the opposite of addiction. Uh, and again, yeah. when you're when you're dealing with a lot of these things and you are isolated, that's a challenge. Uh, the uncertainty is also uh, a big deal. How's what are, what are some ways that we can best deal with the the uncertainty portion of this equation? Well, that's a great question um, because that's what a lot of people are feeling, not just those who are in the 
you know, the addiction world. But I think people in general right now are a little nervous because of the uncertainty. And one of the things I've been telling my clients, and I've been saying this for years, but I always go with this principle, life happens for you. And what I've been saying lately with what's going on in the world that I really believe, Boyd, this is happening for the world. Mm-hmm. All of this, the virus, the earthquake we just had, all of this, it's happening for us. And what I mean by that is it's going to, it's allowing us to really focus on what actually matters most. Right. Uh, kind of kind of like a reset. And I think what I've noticed is that people are a lot more compassionate. People are, are actually like checking in with people. I mean, families have now reconnected on ways, like even with my own family, I've connected with my kids more powerfully over the last three weeks than I have in the last year. It's been it's been pretty remarkable. Yeah. But if we look at it as it's actually happening for us, in other words, it's making us better. Um, I say this too a lot. Another phrase that I say a lot is that adversity is our wake-up call to greatness. And so we're, we're all going through a little bit of adversity here, but it's our wake-up call to do great things. Uh, I love that. We did that at our uh, uh, house last night. So I have... Uh two daughters who live down in uh, Texas. I have one that lives in Arizona and uh, we actually all got on a, uh, an online game and, and played a, right. a very interactive, uh, really fun uh, game on online and just laughed. And uh, you know, more than we would have, I, I probably would have been writing something instead, but uh, it was just a good right. hour and a half to, to do that. And we, yeah. and we keep, we keep talking about uh, two things. One that it's, it's not the new normal. I know one thing that's a challenge for many in recovery is trying to project too far down the road. Like this is the new normal. Everyone keeps saying new normal. And I keep saying, no, it's the, right. it's the new now. We've got to be present. Uh, and how can we best do that, uh, especially for those uh, in the recovery community? Yeah, so again, you know, it, it's, all depend- it's all perspective in my book. I mean, we can say, yep, this is the new normal. But I mean, again, you know, where I currently at at Wasatch Recovery, we're kind of business as usual in the sense that we are – trying not to act like, okay, we've got a life's going to be completely different now moving forward. Not that we don't have to make some changes, but that, you know what, again, it goes back to this is actually a good thing. It's actually helping us hone in on what actually matters most. And then one of the things I've always taught my clients is the importance of being present because, uh, you know, the word enlightenment comes from being present, and enlightenment is the end of suffering. And so when we're present, suffering stops. I don't have to worry about necessarily what's going to happen tomorrow, but what am I going to work on right this very moment that's going to help me throughout the rest of this day? Oh, I and I that. think as we, as we do that, um, it helps us eliminate some of that uneasiness, that uncertainty, and ultimately it will help relieve some of the suffering that we would otherwise go through. Oh, that's so, that's so good. And, and those of you that are listening, I'd uh, love to have you weigh in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Five seven five zero zero. What ways are you connecting? Uh, I love this concept of connection is the opposite yeah. of addiction. What are you doing to be present uh, in the midst of all of the uncertainty and and not knowing what's uh, what's coming next? Uh, how are you being present? So we'd love to get everybody's uh, take on that. If you're just joining us, we've got uh, Todd Sylvester, uh, podcaster, coach, uh, just one of the great thinkers. Uh, and make such a big difference. And uh, Todd, we've got just a, about a minute and a half left, and I wanted to to give you a chance to help us understand those who maybe aren't in the recovery community themselves uh, by their own actions, but are trying to support a family member, a loved one, a good friend uh, who is in recovery. 
Give us a couple of just quick hitters in terms of what we can do uh, to help them in the midst of this kind of uncertainty and isolation. Uh, yeah, it's another great question, Boyd. You know, one of the best things that we can do is, if, you know, if we have a family member who's struggling or a friend or someone that we're really close to is, one, I think a lot of times we're always afraid to, to tell them the truth. Uh, we're afraid to actually say what we're, what's really going on, at least from our perspective. And I think that communication piece is, is, is powerful, and it needs to be real and genuine in, in, in the sense that if I have a friend who's struggling, if I really am a friend of that person, I'm going to shoot it to them straight. I'm going to say, here's what I'm seeing. I see that you're struggling. I'm here to help you, and I'm, I, will, I will walk the walk with you, but you need to walk it with me kind of thing. I think a lot of times we're afraid to actually even say that to anybody. Mm. We're afraid, like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, or oh, I don't know if they're actually, how they'll handle it. But I think we need to be real, especially with those that we're closest to us, whether it's a son or a daughter. Hey, you know, you need help. It's okay to tell them that. And then, again, I know sometimes we can't force someone to go get help, but that doesn't mean I can't keep continuing uh, supporting them in the sense that I will help you down that road, but I'm not going to enable you and tell you or allow you to keep doing certain behaviors without me saying anything. Uh, so I think communication is the key. Yeah, great, great insight. Again, uh, Todd Sylvester, uh, you can go to Todd Sylvester Inspires, uh, dot com, or you can also get his podcast, his Belief Cast, uh, which are yeah. just great interviews and uh, great things to be listening to if you're cooped up at home or uh, out on a walk today. A great thing to listen to. Uh, Todd, always appreciate your insight. Uh, keep making it happen out there. We'll uh, talk to you again real soon. Yeah, I appreciate you, boy. Thank you for all you do as well. I'm grateful we're friends. All right. Great, great stuff. And uh, just an important reminder for all of us uh, that in in all of this uh, social isolation, this distance that we're trying to create, uh, just remember that for every hand you don't shake, for every inch, every foot you are apart, let's try to create a different kind of connection. And let us know how you're doing that today on our uh, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Okay, time to step aside for a final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about security in the midst of uncertainty. You don't want to miss this. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.